produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Derek, Ken, and myself. Mike, how you guys doing? Oh, Pretty right. good. Well, let's get down to business real quick. Check out WookieRadio.net. Uh, down the side is our affiliates, Loot Crate, um, which we'll get to here in a minute, Ripped Apparel, Redbubble, um, Fan Chest, SuperheroStuff.com. Uh, all of them, support them, supports us. Also, to check out our web store, uh, where we we are in the works of having some Mandalorian-themed um, baseball jerseys done up, uh, black armor and yellow armor. Um, that way, you know, if you want the lighter color, great. Darker color, great. Uh, also, to check out our partners with FoundMe. That's F-O-U-D-M-I.com for the Bluetooth trackers. And I found out we've had two people use the code word SMUGGLERS at Heroes and Villains, which SMUGGLERS works at FoundMe.com as well. So two people have taken advantage of our 15% off at Heroes awesome. and Villains. Who happens to be, and that's HeroesVillains.com, and that just happens to be who was the primary person supplier for the Loot Crate, Star Wars Loot Crate. Well, before we get into that, though, Mike, whoever, if, you were, if you're listening now and you used our code, take a picture of what you got and send it to us. Let us know. Hey, I will take a picture because that's right. I bought the two indoor commando keychains, which one I already had, but I wanted another one to throw in the backpack and i like the metal one i'm probably going to use it more with my keys than the leather patch one and i also bought the commando lanyard as well okay. for conventions uh the backpack like what i've got sold out may 4th weekend wow so um but yeah let's get into the boxes shall we yes all three of us got the the heroes and villain loot crate box. Um, I guess the question is, since Ken's got his camera set, do we let him unbox and we just talk about our reactions to it? Well, you guys can unbox yours, even if you don't have it on your camera. That way we can all, all get good looks at them. Yeah. Why don't we do that, Eric? You got your box close? Yeah. You seem out of it tonight, Derek. Too much blue milk? Green. <laughs> Green milk. Don't drink the red milk. We've heard there's a bunch of red milk that's gone bad. Ah. Well, that, why do you think it went red? Because uh, it was full of Sith. Mm-hmm. All righty. So are we ready then? I got mine open. First thing right... 
Okay. Yeah, I well, here we go. I don't think I want to undo this. I, I like the look of it. How it almost looks like yeah, a I'll Star Wars crate. But yeah. inside, as you as you can tell, you can make a chicken walker out of this. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's like all loot crates. Um, since the beginning, loot crates, a lot of times, if you take them apart and flip the box inside out, it makes something else. This one, you pop it all out, and it makes a, it makes a okay. chicken walker. I kinda, nice. I kind of want to well, find as is though, because I like the I like the cargo crate look. Yeah. Well, here before we get too far with it, I can flip that around. So you see, it's got the heroes villains logo on one side. Yep. Star Wars on the top. It's some Arabish. But like you were saying, that I don't know how well it. There we go. It is just. And it does have the cool, um, the Special Forces Endor. You can't read it on here, print it on here. It's the same one that's on the T-shirt that I got from them before. So, yes. But let's get into what's inside this thing. So uh, first item uh, up is the hat. Yes. Now let me pop this out of the bag. You know, I came real close to buying the hat online. I'm well, glad. this is a different hat than the one they had on the line. Everything in here, I believe, is exclusive to this. Everything here is exclusive to Loot Crate. It is a, um adjustable back hat. You know, there I, we go. Get the light from the right direction. It's almost like a, a, a khaki olive drab green combo. Yeah. Well, everything in here is um got the military olive drab lo- um going, which is what the indoor c- commander collection or commando collection does. So that's awesome. It matches up with the shirts and the other things that we got. So there's the hat. And, the hat I, and I love how the, the logo is actually embroidered and not the big, like it looked like on the others, it was either big bulky patch or like the metal that's on my keychain, yeah. on my bag. Um, so I, I like Oh, I know this is right. I know I got this for a reason. I put the hat on and it fits right away. I didn't even have to adjust it. So Did you take the cardboard out? Yes. <laughs> actually, it's not even cardboard. It's like felt. Yeah, it is. So here, wait. Let's go this way. Turn the camera just a little so you can see. Well, if we're doing that. That's the hat. Oh, wait. I got my. Yeah, d- d- move your headphones, then put the hat on, then put the headphones back on. It works much better that way. <laughs> I know we sell hats for, for Wookiee Radio. I almost wonder if, I'm, I'm curious what heroes and villains could do for a one-off hat for the three of us. That'd be kind of cool to see. I, I might have to reach out. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, next up, you want to go with the um, poncho that's here? I was going to go wallet, but let's do the poncho. Well, okay. We can do it either way. Well, the poncho right here. Already opened now, when you first look at it, I wasn't sure what it was until I got to, there's a card in the bottom of your box. Yeah. See, Derek's got the big one all the way out and open. So I'm not going to worry about opening it here because you won't be able to see the whole thing, but you can see it from Derek there. Yeah. Oh, this is a cute. nice heavy duty nylon poncho. I like the bag where it's reusable. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, is, you put the poncho back in it, and you slide in your backpack. See, that looks awesome on the back. And am I, it's that same logo again. Which I'm, I want to get, we're, we're going to get one of the designers from Heroes and Villains on. Um, they're going through some change right now, or I, I think a move or something right now. And, uh, okay. So after that settles down, we're supposed to get them on. But I, uh, you guys have been to the parks, right? How no. do, you have, yes, Derek? A long time. How, okay. Or even going to the ball ballpark one night. How does this compare to, to like the ponchos that you get at a ballpark or a little better quality? Oh, this is much better quality. A lot of times, you, depending on what you get from there, if you buy the baseline poncho, it's just plastic. This right. is actually a heavy duty. I think it's nylon. I don't know. I'm just let afraid. See, actually, the only thing I'm afraid of. Let me find of. out here. It'll tell me. Well, the one thing that's cool about Loot Crate, every time you get one, you get this little insert that tells you everything that's in your box. Right. And this says it's um, lightweight and compact, designed for concealment and protection of specific on indoor. So it doesn't say what it's made out of. I'd have to look at the actual tag on the poncho itself. But you know, Derek, do you still have yours open there? Yeah. 
check the tag. I think this is nylon. It's not plastic. This is not going to tear on you um, if you if you snag it somewhere real quick and easy. I don't know where the tag is. Ah. But actually, Derek, go back to to the hood area. Am I seeing that right? As a zipper and Velcro? Yep. Wow. This is built to last. Now, the zipper, is that sewn in or is that glued in? Looks like it's... It's all stitching, and it's got to be a pretty decent grade because no one, uh, if it was a, a cheap nylon, it's not going to hold the stitching. There's buttons on the bottom, too. Oh, sweet. Yeah, this is going to last you for a while. Hey, my. And actually, like I said before, you're every. And like, um, I think Ashley Eckstein coined the term everyday cosplay. That's yep. what this indoor collection is. This is going. It, this is my, my parks poncho now when I go to the parks. I have. This is my permanent poncho. You're, you're still wearing Disney. I am. And you know what? If I was able I, to. Get, I don't see a tag anywhere with the huh. made of. If there's extras of these that pop up in the loot vault, I'm going to try and snag a couple more. Because these okay. are going to be perfect for the parks. Because you just roll them up, throw them back in this case. Get yeah. home, unfold them, let them dry out, throw them back in the case. So um, I think the next place we go is this pen. This is the exclusive pen. Oh, yeah. That they said, I, I'm, I'm taking mine out of the bag. Yeah. And it's actually, this is a substantial pen because it's actually got two bag, two pins on the back to hold it in place. It's the yeah. Indoor Commando Alliance Special Forces. Which is, this is a duplicate of the patch that is like on the, the backpack. Things on the jacket that you and on have. A shirt, yeah, the jacket. It's on, it's on one of the hats. I want just this patch, you know? I want just the patch. For a simple reason, this will go on, this patch will go on my my convention bag that I use for the my uh, Think Geek convention bag. It's got the Velcro on it. Okay, yeah. For my iPad. Well, this would also go on there as is. You just have to put... Um Pin it on the inside. Yeah, but I, I don't want to do the pin. I I have that Velcro section for the patches, and I love putting patches on it. Yeah. It's like I've got a really nice um, Galaxy Quest patch that Loot Crate was had in their vault. Uh, uh, it's neither here or there. Um, yeah. I have, but I have it that I want to throw on. I need to get Velcro form put on on my on that bag. Okay. Because I have a shield logo to represent uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks. Um, I've got a couple of my celebration patches, but this would be this has been kind of and we say we're the Smugglers three, but who's to say the Smugglers can't be a part of the Indo Indoor Commando Commando Force? Hey, the alliance, the Smugglers were part of the alliance, the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. How do you think they got all their gear? True. They weren't allowed to buy it; they had to smuggle it in. That's that's why Derek has the the Biker Scout stuff, so he can sneak in through the ins through the backside. That's right. So, uh, Derek, why don't you nope. take it? Why don't you take us through the wallet? Right. Has your wife claimed yours yet? Since you've got the other one, my wallet? No. No, my wife's already cl- is potentially laying claim to this one. I've not even opened it yet. So until just now, oh wow, that's awesome! All right, so we got uh, the nice, um, I don't know, like forest green, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's a snap open wallet, uh, and you see it in here. It has. Uh, Places for your cards. Yep. Even comes with a nice heroes and villains card. Yeah, it does. Um, and of course, 
look at all my money. Nothing. <laughs> hey, We're well, all three married, so we understand this. <laughs> yeah, and it has a uh, it has a little hook for for a chain if you want. Mm-hmm. Mine doesn't have money either. Also, inter- hey, mine came with a fancy desk kit package. Little ring on. Yeah, mine has that. This is, this one's interesting. The little key ring inside of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then on the outside of the wallet, of course, the uh, the symbol here is a. Uh, is uh, is that? I think it's plastic, but it's no, that's, uh, metal. that's metal. Imagine that. Imagine that about two times as big. That's what my keychain's made out of. The the logo on my keychain yeah. on my backpack. No, that's metal. But not only that, but it's actually a little pouch there. Yeah, it's like a change pouch. And then on the back, it has uh, some writing in Arabic. Yeah, I haven't figured it out yet. Two oh the no. zip on it. There's your change pouch on the back. That is awesome. I like the I like the zipper where you could put like key an emergency key or something if you don't put it on the on the key ring. Yeah. No wait a minute. Let me if I Google the there's um lots of places that have the Arabesh um alphabet, right? Yeah. And I love just like most other wallets, the hidden pockets underneath the credit card area. Mm-hmm. See, I would not put loose joint loose change in the pocket where the uh logo is. No way the snaps are, no. Yeah, I would do it on the back side. <sighs> oh, let me write this down. Yeah. What the? Ooh. That resistance. See if I can translate this. I want to say restore the resistance or the rebellion. Well, you can do some translating. Well, um, Mike, there's one other thing that's in here that's actually part of the crate. You probably got enough room in front of your camera to show that. Mine, being an older camera, it's harder to show stuff like that. I almost have to describe it. Ah, you're just blurring it out. Yeah. I think you need to turn your blur off, Mike. Oh, the back of that is beautiful. This is the front. And I like how it's got the year on there, 4ABY. Yeah. That's awesome. And this is actually a lighter weight um, hoodie than a lot of the ones I have. Yeah, but it's got that fleece feel to it, Mm -hmm. which is going to be, like, super nice. I'm digging it. I I don't think there's anything I don't like about it. Only because it's me. I just wish there was more. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I I I love it. Now, according to the equipment list, which I love, is how they did that. Uh, and they had the year nineteen AFB. What would that be? I don't know. The cool thing though is you flip over that um, that equipment list, and you get your notice of deployment from the um, alliance. Yeah, and all the information about your um, posting to Endor. So going through the equipment list, uh, as Ken said earlier, elements of protection garment. It's your poncho. Uh, headwear. The adjustable hat. Uh, it's a soft, unstructured hat, which is designed to be packable, comfortable, and protective. That's one thing I like. I'm not big on adjustable hats, but this isn't a snapback. It's the it's the strap adjust, which I could deal with. But I like how it's designed to be packable. Is there sometimes I just gotta throw the I gotta throw the hat in the back. I just gotta do it. Um, the pocket documents protection. <laughs> AKA the wallet. Uh, it's durable and weather resistant. Uh, this commando wallet will keep all your classified documents concealed and protected. Plenty of room for many types of currency and personal identification credentials. Uh, the Elite Special Forces pin. Um, wear this badge with pride, knowing you're part of the elite soldiers chosen to protect the Alliance. And then the climate preparedness hoodie. Be prepared for potential climate fluctuation with this protective hooded garment only available for the Alliance Special Operations Team. You're not going to find that on uh, Heroes and Villains. It is here only. And it will be for whatever's... 
whatchamacallit, uh, and if there's extras, it'll, it'll show up on, on the loot vault. But I don't expect to see anything show up on the loot vault till in the summer because there's still the April box. Or people who ordered uh, in April will be getting their boxes shortly as well. So, but yeah, this notice, yeah, of de- this notice of deployment is great. Yeah. If I remember right, I think that says Restore the Rebellion. No, it's Restore the Republic. Restore the Republic. I was close. I'm double checking the last couple letters, but I was close. Actually, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what this, uh, what the airbush on the back of this says on the card. On the back of what? On the back of the card? Ah, that's a lot longer. <laughs> oh yeah, I work on it, but it'll take the rest of the time I'm here. Wait, starts with C at the top. Um, but I, I love how it says you know primary target is the shield generator, known indigenous tribe. You know, it shows a picture of the Ewoks. This would be fun. This would be one. It'd be fun to scan and, and do like tea staining a little bit and hand out at conventions, especially if you see someone dressed in, in uh, Republic Commando gear. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I'm getting there. How how would you guys rate this, this box? I mean, to, for me, this is my second Loot Crate box. I kind of like it a little bit more than I did my Marvel Goods and Gear and Goods box, even though I got a great Shield t-shirt out of it. Uh, uh, that, the backside of that says uh, classified information. Oh, that's awesome. I'm not going to ask you yeah. what I'm not going to ask you what it is on the bottom of the on the back side. We'll say that for another time. Uh, on the bottom of the back side. It'll take me a minute, but I can do it. So Derek, actually, wait a minute. Since this was your first box from Lucrate, what do you think? It's interesting. Uh, I don't really have anything to compare it to because it's my first one. But did you ever get the hero? Cool. The hero box from uh, superhero stuff? No, I never. I didn't get it in. I didn't get to it in time. So the the Spider Man one I was going to get. Now, this was a one-off box, so it's not a subscription. It's a one-and-done. Um, for a one-and-done, partnering with Heroes was a wise choice with Heroes and Villains. Yeah. Wise choice. Uh, and the bottom of that, hang on, the bottom of that is, uh, once again, it just says Restore the Republic. Okay. The uh, They have a code on there for 10% off. Cool. See if you can combine it with our code, Smugglers, for 15% off. Let's see if you get the fifteen and and uh, and the ten combined. If so, that'd be a really good deal because they've got some great T-shirts on there. My only complaint: you guys don't make them large enough. <laughs> yeah, the two X is a little snug. I, I would love to see a three X, or if they're that snug, a four X. Because mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be all over it. I would. I would have gotten quite a few this past weekend for May the fourth. That, that was my only holdup from getting some shirts is they weren't big enough. But I, I'm excited for the sweatshirt. I really am. Yeah, that's going to be nice. It's a nice summer sweatshirt. Well, I think with that fleece lining, it'd be great even during the winter. If you're wearing something like a, an Under Armour or Champion or Reebok or Adidas long sleeve shirt underneath. Yeah. It'd be nice to wear have that underneath or on top of. It'll keep you warm enough to yeah. a point. So, if you're in Florida winter. <laughs> hey, I would do it. I would do Have it you forgotten north. what it's like up north here? No, I haven't. That's why I'm down here. 
Yeah, but I mean, even with our fierce winds, um, I mean, for work, I have a nice Adidas Climacool or Climawarm sweatshirt that I absolutely love. And, and I, I can layer with it really nice. This I know I can layer well as well. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, it's two thumbs up. I, I, I enjoy yeah. this crate. Well, I've got um, back when Loot Crate first started, I got the monthly crate for like a year or so. And then eventually I stopped getting it because of all, like a lot of people. I was getting a lot of stuff and it was worth the money. But there's a lot of stuff that's still sitting in the boxes. So stuff that I just didn't use or didn't have anywhere for. Right. This, everything in here is something I will actually use on a day to day basis, depending on what's going on. Yeah. You can always use a hat upon. You toss that, and it's small enough. You can just toss it in the um, glove box or in the side pocket door of your car, and you have a poncho ready to go. A hoodie? Who can't use a hoodie? For for me, the poncho, the, like I said, it's going in my park bag for when I mm-hmm. go to the park with with the family. Yeah. The only thing I would have on this is. Um, the stuff in it, being that it's heroes and villains, it's the over $100 worth of value. But from a lot of other sites, the same type of quality of stuff would have been your 30 to $60. Yeah. Heroes and villains is a little pricier because of what they do, but it's good quality stuff too. I would say- But I would say this was definitely worth the money. Yeah. I would say for sure the the hoodie is probably 60, 65 bucks, mm-hmm. knowing heroes and villains. The hat's thirty, so that yeah. puts us at like ninety-five. The wallet is like eighteen, nineteen. I would say twenty bucks for the wallet because I think that's what their other wallets are going for. So that's one ten. Yeah, and then the hoodie, or not the hoodie, the uh, the poncho. I mean, to get one similar to that at like Walmart or Target and whatnot, we're talking 10 bucks. At least. 10, 10 like 15 said, like bucks. Said, this is a good quality. It's going to last a while. So so that right there is 125 bucks based on Heroes and Villains pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Heroes and Villains is quality stuff because I do have an old BioWorld backpack, which was it's a nice backpack, but the Heroes and Villains backpack is 10 times better. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's more of the premium premium line. So, uh, like I said, I give it two thumbs up. Uh, I'll let you guys, one thumb, two thumbs, two, bi- two dead biker scouts, one dead biker scout, no dead biker scouts. Two arms ripped off up in the air. <laughs> there we go, two arms ripped I'll off. I'll give it a two, uh, two Stormtrooper helmets as a uh, uh, box. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of like that rating. Is it a one arm, yeah. one arm ripped off or two arms ripped off? I'll, I'll go two <laughs> arms ripped off as well. So, um, why you let the Wookiee win? Yep. So, um, speaking of Wookiees, our condolences to, uh, Angie Mayhew and, and her family. Uh, yes. The mm. gentle giant has, has passed on. Uh, yes. Peter, uh, the first, the first Wookiee. Peter Mayhew passed away on April 30th. Uh, I've heard a speculation of how he passed. Um, I'm not going to say because I don't think, even though Wikipedia says it, I still don't trust yeah. it as being official. Um, but he well, we did, always had health problems for a long time. So he has had health issues for a long time. Um, I, I definitely, uh, he, he will be missed. And of course he was supposed to be at the fan expo in Dallas, which is his home show. Cause he, he's from the Dallas area. He's living in the Dallas area. Yeah. And it was really cool. They left his table set up with his name and everything. But, um, I think the 501st set up a donation box and there were a bunch of flowers on his table and a couple books where you could sign. Um, 
And I know there's a memorial ceremony happening sometime soon, and then they're going to do another memorial, uh, probably in conjunction with the Last Jedi world, or not Last Jedi, uh, Rise of Skywalker world premiere in okay. LA. Because they said they're going to do something in December for the uh, as well for the fans. So my guess is it's going to be it's going to be around that time. There are pictures online of of the booth, what they did. Yeah. Yeah, I never got a chance to meet him, but I never. What was that, Derek? Said so it's a nice. There's a nice little Chewies there and everything. Yeah, yeah. I never got a chance to meet him, but I have never heard anything negative about an experience with Peter Mayhew. Did you guys ever get a chance to meet him? I met him quite a few times. I uh, met him once. One, one of my first times was uh, when he was actually still walking. Um, we were at a show here in town. Uh, once it was the FX show before they, they bowed out or the first time. Um, and he was a guest and it's around the time of, uh, Revenge of the Sith. So he had just made his comeback back into the films. And he was talking about the new costume, how they modified it to make it easier between takes to, to get cool air through and cool them down, uh, because of the whole new, um, undersuit and how there, there was like, Vacuum hose attachments or cooling hose attachments to yeah, go they in. Were hooked up to yeah. cold water. Uh, no, a lot of cold air funneling through. Oh, okay. Um, so they did that. Uh, it had the new promo shots. And was like, no, I can get the old promo shot anywhere. Let me get one of the new ones. I haven't seen those before. So I have one with him from. Uh, I have an autograph with him on a Revenge of the Sith promo promo picture that he he had. And we were comparing cell phones because uh, Singular at the time was doing the had the exclusive Star Wars content on the phones. Ah, uh, okay. And that's when I created my first chewy ringtone to put on my phone. And he heard it, and his wife heard it. Like, oh, you gotta do that again. I said, well, here's my phone number if you want to call it. She goes, great, keep my number. <laughs> I went, cool. And I ended up sending them a copy of, of that ringtone. I don't know if he ever used it or not. Uh, but I still use it to this day on my phone. So, uh, for it's not a ringtone anymore. It's, it's my uh, timer alert. But And then one of my other favorite memories is I happened to be working at Epcot and after Star Wars weekends, one of their favorite things to do is either that Saturday night or that Sunday, they would go eat at the Rosen Crown there in the UK pavilion. And I happened to be working the UK pavilion. Um, it's like the the last Star Wars weekends they did. And he or won the last and he was backstage. And this was right after he had the surgeries and whatnot. And uh I'm, I'm walking backstage and I, Angie happened to see me and she ran over, gave me a quick hug and said, yeah, but I said, well, where's Peter? He's in the van. I went over and saw Peter and said, how's it going? Uh, everything doing well. Hope everyone's treating you right. And he I had a great time. You know, awesome. I had a small, great chat. And he goes, hey, I guess we're getting ready to go. Uh, watch your fingers. Don't want you to get crushed when the window goes up. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good times. I did hear some negative stuff about this last celebration, but you know, come on. He passes away, what, three weeks, four weeks after? Mm-hmm. No, not even that. Two weeks. That's the way, like two weeks after, two, two, two and a half weeks after. Yeah. Figure he was in a lot of pain then. Give the, give the man some, some leeway here. When you're in pain, you can't control what you, what you say or do. Mm-hmm. So, um, be, be thankful he was there. So, well, Derek, you said you got a chance to meet him once too. Yeah, it was, uh, well, wow, it was like 20 years ago now. And, uh, I had gone down to, uh, to Mike's neck of the woods, uh, Florida, Disney World. And, uh, we didn't know it at the time, but 
But as soon as we found out they were doing Star Wars weekends, so uh, we went, and uh, he was one of the people doing science. So, uh, <laughs> so I waited in line, of course. And uh, when I remember when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, he is huge!" Uh, from you know, just watching him when I was waiting in line, he, I could see he was just—he was just such a nice guy. He loved the fans. Yeah, everybody and everything. Finally, it got up to be my turn, and all I had all I had from this sign was uh, earlier in the day I had bought a uh, uh, essential guide to vehicles book, and so I had <laughs> I had him sign my Millennium Falcon, page. and uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he made a little joke about it, and he's like, "Oh, most people have me sign a picture," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, yeah. I wanted to be different, so." But he was just, he was really nice and really sweet. And it was, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you walk away and you're like, wow, he was, he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, Celebration 6, this is when they were still giving them numbers. Uh, Celebration 6, Zoe was two and a half. So she got to meet Peter. We went up to his booth, dropped off some of his favorite goodies from, from Disney. And uh, as we're talking to Angie, um, this, he got a hold of Zoe's attention and was playing peekaboo with him, with her. It was so fun to watch. He was using his hat, folding it down over his eyes, and stuff like that. <laughs> and then um, it's like, so it came time to go. I picked her up and said, give Mr. Peter a high five. So she put her hand out, talking to a half-year-old, you know, hand maybe three, four inches total in, in height. He pulls his hand out. Her hand doesn't completely, f- her hand maybe fills the, the heel of his palm. She pulled that hand back like, oh, he's big man. I put my <laughs> hand up and let her see that his hand was bigger than mine and it was okay. Um, but yeah, that was a fun experience. I wish we yeah. were able to see him at, at the last celebration here in Orlando. With the way they did everything, there was no way we could have gotten close. Mm-hmm. No way at all. So Well, it's good that um, he actually had a chance. One, he was one of the first... If you think about it, he was one of the first of the major of the um, starring cast of the original trilogy to really get out there so the fans could meet him and stuff. Because before celebrations, when there was just little comic conventions here and there, he was uh, he was out there doing it. Like back in the '90s, he was out running conventions already. Yep. He had a couple of the other guys, but um, he was the first of the main cast of the. Everybody talks about the big three, but Chewbacca was there every bit as much as Han and Luke and Leia. Oh yeah, he was one of the first of the big four. Yep. Actually, and he was in. I don't think if it was his choice, he probably never missed an um, invitation. No, see, I would love to if he had a choice in it. Uh, I want. I want to say he was in Attack of the Clones as well. Yes, he, he was one of the um, the Corsican Cantina patrons. I think so. I remember right. Don't, I know he's uh, in Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, as Chewie, and he's obviously in Force Awakens. They brought back the, for Force yeah. Awakens, and that's the other one. Is he actually? Um, even though he's passed, we still get Chewbacca because Jonas who's playing Chewbacca now was trained by Peter on how to be Chewbacca. Now he, he did similar to like Dave Filoni being trained by George Lucas. Now the two wore the suit in force awakens. So most anything that you see sit down is, is Peter. Anything where they're walking across, like walking across Starkiller base. It's Jonas. Jonas doesn't go full time in the costume until last Jedi where Peter, um, is consultant to him to help mm-hmm. critique and fine tune his work. Which, if you if you didn't really know, you would have thought, okay, that's that's Peter. The way you, where you really see it is in um, Solo. Yeah, because Jonas in Solo, it, it it's it's Chewbacca. Yeah, 
you, you do see start to see more of Jonas in it instead of Peter, but I'm okay with that because you because I think everyone knew Peter can't can't do it anymore. So what what's acceptable? I, I think that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. It, it's time for Jonas to to make make it his make it his own, but I don't foresee him truly taking it the personas of peter out of it though yeah so that that's that's me um and then i guess before we have to let ken go let's talk i I gotta get going here in just a minute so let's talk about uh the other big news disney has announced their film schedule through 2024 20 yeah no 2027 okay in the case of star wars it will be the net the next film comes out in 2022 mm. followed by 2024 mm. followed by 2026 okay cool i have no problems with that apparently um there's enough there to say it needs to happen every other year we don't need to try and do something every year but let's look at Marvel, where they've been putting out three a year consistently for the last six years, Mm -hmm. six to eight years minimum. But I think there's a difference, though. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Um, So I'm okay with this. And then when I saw that they're coming out on the even number years, my first thought is this is why they're doing a celebration next year in Anaheim for 2020. Why? Yeah, so they could possibly do that every year, the celebration every year they have a film. So exactly, which is what it was originally with the first three. Celebration coincided with the with the release of the each one of the prequel films. And they did. You can see in this, this um, news that they're moving it back to December. Yes, I was just going to. Yeah, I see they're sticking with December, which not a bad idea. Yeah, and, and a lot of people are are saying this because of Solo, um, which unless you want to talk about that, Ken, because I know you got to go. Um, yeah, I got to head out. So what what are your thoughts on the uh, on the three films and when they're coming out? I think. Um, with them coming out, and we got what another three years before the next one. I think that's going to give them time to build up uh, the Disney Plus, yeah. so that we can get the Cassian Andor series up and running. They can get the they can focus because Lucasfilm itself it may they may have paid four billion dollars for it, but it's not an extremely large company. No, Lucasfilm as a production company on its own really can um, it does best working on one thing at a time. Yeah. If you look at even when Lucas was running it, when George Lucas was running it, they basically had one film that they deal, dealt with. Once that was out, they dealt with the next one. I mean, they may have had something in development, but they didn't actually go in front of the cameras or they didn't have more than one project running at a time. Right. Even when they were doing Indiana Jones and Willow and all these other ones, they worked on one, they moved on to the next one, they moved on to the next one. That's when I think that's where Lucasfilm does best. They can focus on one th- that one thing and make it phenomenal and then focus on the next thing. Oh, also, like- what to, what year did they put Indiana Jones in there? Uh, there is Indiana Jones 5 is actually on that list also. That's uh, 2021. Uh, 20- okay, so was it 2021? So that mm-hmm. gives them – so this year – they focus on getting Disney Plus and getting these uh, live action series going. 
Next production that um, Lucasfilm works on is Indiana Jones. As soon as they get done with that, they move back into production with Star Wars again. See where it is, the way it's going? Yep. So they're gonna, they can focus on that one thing. And then um, once they have the television side up and running, it can run somewhat autonomously. And right. then have the movie mm-hmm. side working different. But right now, the way the company is built, they need to focus on that television side. Yeah, I So agree. I think this is a great decision for them. And it's gonna do, and it's gonna do awesome. Gives people time to think about what's going on. Um, if someone has a problem with one of these films coming out, um, you can see they would. There's time because if you look now, the um, vehement dislike that a lot of people had for the Last Jedi is slowly starting to wane off. And there's a lot of people that if they're not um, rethinking exactly what it was that they got to the okay point, they're at least considering that it may not be as bad as they thought. See, some Star Wars works best the farther you get away from it. The prequels, a lot of people um, over time have gotten to the point where they accepted that, okay, this it's not as bad as we thought it was originally. They've gone back and re-seen it a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a minute to process what you, and that's, we said with Last Jedi, it's going to take a while to process what exactly happened in this movie. Oh, yeah. And, and as much as, like, I've been critical of Last Jedi, I still enjoyed the film. Don't get me wrong. It's just there were a few elements that I didn't think need to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I don't think those elements really helped progress the movie. Yeah. Um, it kind of hindered the film. But it's still a great film. I think Ryan Johnson did a great job. And remember, Ryan Johnson, it had to get signed off by Abrams or by Kathleen Kennedy before it was even touched. Mm-hmm. But because guys, I got I got to step out here. So well, we will see I you, will next, see you week. next week. I, like I said, you've heard what I say, and I will um, touch back with you guys next week, and we'll see what comes out by then. Yeah. See you later. Have a good one. See ya. Stay clear of the Empire. So, I mean, look what happened with with uh, with Rise of the Skywalker. There was a different director originally cast for it. They didn't like what he was doing. And this was before Solo even came out. They didn't like what was going on. So they canned him and brought in and asked J.J. Abrams to come back. I mean, however you feel about um, about Ryan Johnson. He's been tabbed to do another trilogy. I don't think his trilogy is what's coming next with what we're seeing. Maybe. I don't know. I think since there has been talk that they are going to do stuff based around Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic, I think it's going to go to Benioff and Weiss from Game of Thrones. That's my thought. And I could very easily be wrong, but I think since they are pretty much wrapped with Game of Thrones and they really don't have anything planned... Unless they want want to take a well-deserved vacation. Well... They're, I know they're supposed to be involved in one of the pre, uh, one of the spinoffs for Game of Thrones. Yeah, I would say I would say um, I say Benioff and Weiss is the way to go next. That's where I would take it. Let those guys tackle stuff. Maybe that would be good too, because then they they could take a break from Ryan Johnson and, and let people you know get over it. Yeah, and let Ryan Johnson write out a complete trilogy. Mm. I mean, I think, I think the mistake. Well, there's a story that that we've got. Uh, you want to do this one uh, on what Disney, Disney and Lucasfilm, what the plans learned from the solo blunder. You see what I'm talking about? Um, yep. What? Because I've talked a lot. What <laughs> you fill in? Well. 
Um, well, so uh, Kathleen Kennedy um, at Celebration this year said, uh, we have to be careful that there is a cadence to Star Wars that doesn't start to feel like too much. Uh, so... But, but then you come back and go, uh, hello, Marvel? Yeah, but again, Marvel Marvel's different because they do different different films with different characters. Well, then again... Yes and no. That's what Star Wars was doing with the with the the one shot. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I don't know. Somehow it was working for Marvel, and it didn't seem well. It is a whole different thing because there was a whole thing, you know, the whole thing with that. Well, I I think there's a there's a different mystique around Star Wars films where you're used to getting mm. one every couple years, not every year. Yeah, and, and I I almost want to say it's it's not that the fans can't process it that quick. I think we don't want to process it that quick. Yeah, I mean that is one thing I. As much as I did enjoy Solo, it was too soon. And we've talked about that. Trying to put it in with the Marvel and, and the superhero blockbusters. Yeah, because you put it in between Infinity War and... And Deadpool. And Deadpool, which was... And then on top of that, you had... Uh, what was the other... And, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom mm. as well, shortly after that. I think we all agreed here the perfect spot for Solo would have been, like, August. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think August would have been the perfect time. And that's not what we saw. We saw him try and put... Because didn't even Ron Howard want to push it back? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. And it was, I think, Iger... Or no. I think the folks at Lucasfilm were willing to. This is one of those times it was Iger has said, no, we're not we're not pushing it back. It, this is where it's going to be. Right. And I think that was the mistake. Yeah. Trust... Sometimes you got to trust your directors. You got to trust your team. Because they're the ones who know. They're the ones who... Who 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 have that gut feeling? What's going to be best for for your project? Yeah, they they're the ones in the in the thick of it. Yeah, so they're they're the ones who sometimes you gotta have that trust. And, and the for Disney, even though it's been a few years, this is still fairly fairly new property to them. Right. So I mean, it's it's one of those give it time. They're still growing pains, but it's okay. Well, I think they finally learned that. <sighs> So yeah, so um, I think the story continued with some of the problems that that we got with Solo. Well, all it really said was uh, that Solo was the only Star Wars film that didn't actually turn a profit. Um, Again, that was timing when it came out. Yeah, but that's that's really all that it says in the article. Um, well. There, there's a there's one group of fans who who believe it, it's it failed due in part to the Last Jedi and, and the fans aren't completely wrong but um, of course we know the whole story the vocal minority oh it was a portrayal to the fans well yeah whatever yeah. Um, and the protests reduced audience numbers for Solo um, and, and the fans who got angry about Last Jedi were always going to see Solo even if they didn't they compromised a very small minority of the audience. Well, most of them ended up picking it up anyway 
way because if they're like me, I'm kind of a completionist when it comes to a Lucasfilm Star Wars labeled DVD or Blu-ray. Like, I get it. <laughs> Hence why I own R2-D2 Beneath the Dome, the mockumentary. <laughs> on D- because it was actually sold through the Star Wars shop when the Star Wars shop actually existed. Um, of course, it also solo failed, like we said, because it came too soon after Jedi. Um, Disney didn't do much marketing on the film, which we saw once before with John Carter. Oh, yeah. mm. um, and it waited till two months before the release before a single trailer came out. Mm-hmm. So... And a lot of a lot of audiences, mainstream audience, didn't know what this film was going to be. Sorry, folks. I hate to say, it, there's still a lot of people who who aren't that familiar with Star Wars. I know we don't believe it either, but it's because of that that you know marketing is a key thing. So, but they assumed it was going to be just like Rogue One, right? Yeah. One of the things I love about Rogue One is it was an original story. What was the only thing we knew about Rogue One? They're going to get the plans for the Death Star. How are we going to get it? Other than that, I don't think there was any any story at all in the in the old expanded universe that covered how was the Death Star, how were the Death Star plans got? Yeah, I don't I don't recall any story that covered it. And Gareth Edwards did a great job, and his team did a great job with this. Yeah. I mean, this is one. Oh, we see our gener. I say our generation because of our age. We see our generation, kids of the 70s. You fit that category, Derek, barely. <laughs> I was born in 1974. Born in when? 74? Yep. Okay, so right there with my wife. Um, so we saw our stormtroopers, I guess is the best way to put it. My daughter got to see my stormtroopers on the big screen. Because what are her stormtroopers? The First Order troopers. Mm. When we go to the parks right now, we see the First Order troopers. You don't see regular stormtroopers. Because that's, right. that's where story for the parks is going to be, is there. And I will even say... You take a look at the new Galaxy's Edge comic. It takes place during the First Order. That's, you, well, that's, uh, that's the... Uh, if you haven't read, read it, the book, it, it all takes place in the First Order, during the period of the First Order. So even the book, so even with, the, with Han and Chewie as part of the first book story, they're still dealing with the First Order. And right now, Han and Chewie still have the Falcon. So we don't know when they lose the Falcon yet, mm. which I think that would have been a great story. Well, I, I would love to see that as another solo one shot. Bring Harrison Ford back for, for that and go, okay, let's do the story on how you lost the Falcon to, to Umar Plot. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, Rogue One, to see that new Scarif Shore, Shore Trooper, I was actually excited for that trooper. Oh, uh, yeah. I would love to see that trooper walking around the parks. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost a, if I was to do armor, I would I would potentially consider doing that that armor. One, it'd be a lot easier to walk around in. <laughs> but I already got my idea for my 501st costume. I have my Jedi costume. If I did a regular Rebel costume, I, I might consider doing a, a Rebel Commando, especially now that we're kind of hooked on it because of heroes and villains. <laughs> um, 
also too, you know, there was the whole disconnect from Star Wars um, with the Star Wars story. Uh, Rogue One, many audiences, I would say almost every audience member who saw Rogue One saw it without knowing what it really was. Um, some went thinking it was going to be a sequel to Force Awakens, uh, while others, we all knew it was a prequel to, it was, it was a prequel, considered a prequel era film. Well, not time period wise, but it would have been a prequel to the original trilogy. Right. You know, a one shot to fill in. Um, but Solo was never given its own identity at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely part of the problem. Yep. And and how how much fun, as, as much as I enjoy Solo, I still wonder how much fun would it have been if it started off with Harrison and a young Kylo before being taken to the Academy or being taken to the Jedi Academy. And he tells the stories of how he got the Falcon and how he became a smuggler. And then it flashes back. Would that have helped the film some? Mm. To give it a little more connect? I don't know. I mean, it's a possibility. Sure, it's possible. So, um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much why I think this is why Disney is doing every other year. Yeah. Definitely. Now, mind you, it used to be three years between movies because it was seventy-seven to eighty, eighty to eighty-three, and then didn't it go? Uh, Phantom Menace to Phantom Menace was ninety-nine, right? Uh, yep. Attack of the Clones was two thousand two. I think so. Okay. Oh, fun. More title matches. Um. Okay, New Hope 77, which we know. Sorry. Star Wars, thank you very much. Um. Okay, here we go. Star Wars Episode 1, 99. Attack of the Clones was 2002. Revenge of the Sith was 2005. So we're used to a three-year gap between films. So how should this have truly played out? Well, Force Awakens is... That was 2015, correct? Yes. So we should have gone 2015. 2018 should have been Last Jedi, with 2021 being The Rise of Skywalker. If you follow that path. Right. Would that, with, well, a, with a solo film, say 2015, so say you then throw a solo film in there at 2017? Yeah, because I was going to say, where are you going to throw in Solo and Rogue One? So Rogue One in 2017, or at Christmas of 2016 to 2017, almost that halfway point, And then you mm. do the same thing with Rogue One, or with uh, Solo. But for the episodics, okay. they should have kept three years apart. Yeah. I can see that. But I understand they they did it a little closer, especially since it's only a day difference between Force Awakens and the and Last Jedi. Mm. Or no or no more than a day. So I don't know. I mean to to me it would have been let, 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 let's see what let's see what happens with Last Jedi. Or what? I don't want to call it the Last Jedi. With with Rise yeah. of Skywalker, let's see what happens there. I think things are going to be okay. Should they have left it and convinced Abrams to do all three films? Probably. I think there will have been more fan service, and then let Ryan Johnson maybe do originally solo. That way, we didn't have the disaster that we did because 
someone decided they wanted to make Solo a Ace Ventura type movie until Ron Howard fixed it. Mm. Um, which, why? I do not understand that. I don't either. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those, we'll have to see what we get. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where we're at now. We just got to wait and see. Yep. Yes, we do. Now, like I said, I'm still excited for, for The Rise of Skywalker. There's still the questions. Is it truly a new religion? Um, is this, this what's going to be, what the Jedis are now going to be called is Skywalkers? I don't know. Was there someone by the last name of Jedi who ended up being a major force user that it turned into? Okay, we're now naming it after you. Does that mean it could have been named the Smiths? Could have been. It could have been named the Solos. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. So, uh, do we have any other stories to cover, real quick? Um, was that pretty no, much it? I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we we do know some film delay. Uh, some of the film delays is also being reported to be tied in with the new studio. Uh. That's me going, crap, and then realize <laughs> Google's still live. Um, apparently, uh, so I just pop, probably popped my mic right now. Thank God for the pop filter. Um, there is a new studio being built in Dagenham, England. It's a suburb of London. Uh, and they're saying this is why, after Rise of Skywalker, they're letting the studio construction finish to allow Weiss and Benioff to create the best possible saga without an unreasonable time crunch. So, again, if this is Old Republic, these are the guys doing it, and they're next, not Ryan Johnson. Right. So, um... So, uh, this one paragraph from comicbook.com says, Despite official release plans... A series of films was announced from Game of Thrones creator Weiss and Benioff, in addition to a trilogy of films being developed by Ryan Johnson. If production on the Weiss and Benioff films begins next year, we would likely see the first chapter land in 2021, which is now 2022. So, that's what I would think. I I think it needs to be Weiss and Benioff to to go first. Let them knock theirs out of the way, and that, that allows... Johnson to maybe pitch a solo film or maybe sneak in after the second film in 2022, maybe sneak one in in 2023. I know it's a stretch, but Mm. I'm curious to see how the uh, mainstream audience will react to a Knights of the Old Republic movie. If done well, which we know Weiss and Benioff will do. Look at Game of Thrones. Mm. Okay, don't look at don't look at oh. episode three. But for some the most, fans are complaining that you know about the way it's ending. But well, they're still basing it off the outline from George L. L. Martin, so mm. they can only work based around the material they're being given. It's not like they're writing their own. No, I don't think they are anymore. No. Well, even, you know, the book stopped after season five. Yeah. 
or a season oh, six. Right. Yeah. And George L. L. Martin said, well, here's what I plan to do in the next books and had to outline the rest of the rest of the books for him, for them to do the, the series, finish off the series. I think originally they said Arya and John Stark were supposed to hook up. I think, oh, thank God we did. We were able to get that convinced to be changed, which I'm glad. Mm. But I mean, it's it's uh, I don't know. I I I say you give it to Bending Off and Weiss because I think they're gonna want to take a break from Game of Thrones while it's sorted out. What are the what are the spinoffs gonna be? You know? Yeah. Let them have a break. So, um, I don't have anything else. Uh, nope, me either. So, final thoughts? I think good bit. Uh, I have just one final thought. It was announced on May the 4th that the Disney Park now have lightsaber churros. Mmm, churros. You can get them in red or blue. Awesome. Does it say which parks, or is it all parks? I believe it's all parks. Ooh. I'm going to be at Magic Kingdom on oh. probably Disneyland and Hollywood Studios. Um, uh, actually, yeah, it doesn't actually specify. Hollywood Studios. Hunt them down. Hollywood Studios already has them out, apparently. Uh, I don't know if they're going to. I will let people. I'll let y'all know next week if they're at Magic Kingdom. Because at this point in time, I'll be asking. How they, but I love how the paper wrappers for these look like the saber hilts. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I don't have anything more myself. Um, if you happen to get a Star Wars loot crate, let us know what you thought of it. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Facebook. Uh Drop us a line. Drop us a comment. And let us know. We'll play your. We'll play your. If if it's recorded, we'll we'll air it on the show next week. Uh, if it's a comment, we'll read it online. Let us know what what you thought of, of your loot crate. Um, I enjoyed mine, and loot crate just introduced a sci fi one that'd be more my interest. Is I'll get more sci fi related things. I know the loot crate we got for Zoe uh, for Harry Potter. She absolutely loves. And she got a nice little satchel bag herself from it. Um, I think they're, for the most part, most of them are reasonable. I've seen some unboxing videos where people complain that they didn't, they felt they didn't get their money's worth from the box. It's going to happen. I mean, you, you, I think we got our money's worth from this box. And I mean, did did they hit the 120 plus? I think so, based on how heroes and villains price, what their products go for. I think we, I think we hit 120 plus. I can't wait to wear the sweatshirt because I know with it, with the way the wife likes to keep the house chilled almost on the edge of Hoth at night, even during the summer, I got to do something to stay warm. <laughs> it's like Padme looking at Anakin at the end of Phantom Menace. It's cold here in space. It's cold here in this house. It might as well be on a spaceship. Um, no, I'll, I'll be wearing the hat this weekend in the parks. I'll be taking the poncho with me this weekend. To the parks. We're going to Magic Kingdom for Mother's Day. I got oh, two. Nice. I got two items going to the parks, and my wife's already saying she's going to probably use the wallet and steal the wallet. Mm. Okay, it. But I keep my eyes on heroes and villains on their other wallets, and I wish they had in their wallets where it was RFID protected, so someone couldn't scan. Oh yeah, that's the only reason why I got the wallet that I have now, so people can't scan my cards. So, um, other than that. We want to hear from you. If you got the crate, what was it like? Check out our new Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash Weeby Geeks Network. Bunch of new stuff, great stuff coming there. So other than that, I got nothing else as well. Um, 
That just means it's time for one more thing. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. Placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2.